Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Topher Brophy was finding himself simply going through the motions in early adulthood. He realized that he needed to make a change. The key to shifting his path, he found, was becoming a dog dad, a decision that opened him up socially, made him more empathetic and caring for others, and ultimately even turned into starting a family. Topher is best known for his popular Instagram account, where he shares playful photos of him and Rosenberg, who many feel bear a striking resemblance to each other. And while the images are both fun and imaginative, they also carry social messages of acceptance, inclusion, and positivity. Topher, welcome to Dog Save the People. It's a real thrill to have you here with us today. Before we sort of get into where your where your life is now, um, I'd love to just sort of start from the beginning and just and talk about where you're from. Where did you grow up? Sure. Did you grow up with dogs? Sure. So I grew up in in New York City, and you know what? I didn't grow up with a dog. In fact, where I lived, I, we weren't allowed to have any animals. But at a certain point, my parents broke that rule. Uh, of the landlord, and and we had a cat. Uh huh. It's my first best friend. Yeah. And really changed my life. His name is Emmett. Mm-hmm. He was there for me in some of my hardest times that I've ever had, which were in in, in childhood, and it really put a, a giant stamp of how important um, animals are to human nature, and some of the kind of deficiencies and problems that we have. I I learned it at a very early age. And, and then it was really reconnected to me uh, later in life. Could you please share a little bit about this later stage in your life and where you were mentally at this time before getting your dog? In early adulthood, I had a really, really hard time. And I didn't even realize it. I was kind of numb. And I went through life not understanding my emotions and who I really was as a human being, as a person. And I went on autopilot for a long time. And the worst is when you're really unhappy and don't even really understand it or realize it. Now, when I was 40, I've been working in the fashion industry forever, and the world of the fashion show became these parades. It wasn't even about the work that was being shown. It was about, please look at me, take a picture of me. I'm at this fashion show. And I was feeling a, a sense of narcissism in a way that kept me from really living in the world. Thank you for bringing it up realized that I felt like I was a narcissist. And there's so many of us that don't admit that and don't know it. So it's helpful to talk about it and hear someone else who was going through that. So, I mean, I was kind of rebuilding myself and understanding who I was from the darkest place. I guess the positive thing about being in that place is you, you can only go up. How did you then realize that you wanted to reestablish that animal connection back in your life again? In combination with therapy and a lot of reading and education and understanding, I realized that I was just thinking about myself and I wasn't giving back and I wasn't helping others and I wasn't taking care of anybody else. And that's when I realized that I needed to change that and a step in that direction, going back to my childhood first best friend that did so much for me, um, I realized that it was time for me to become a, a dog dad. So like I was saying before, when I was 40, I definitely felt that same sense of narcissism. And it was when I became a dog dad that everything just changed for me. And it was such an incredible moment. It was so life-changing. So how did this affect you? How did adopting a dog impact your life at that time? Rosenberg came into my life 
And I looked at him, he looked at me, he was really, really, really nervous. And I thought his heart was going so fast. I thought he was going to pop because he didn't know me or who I was or, and I wasn't an experienced dog person. And then we kind of figured it out and he became my entire focus. You know, then he was making sure he got enough exercise, making sure he had, you know, all the right brain toys. So he would grow and evolve with his intelligence in the right way. Cause he's, you know, a very smart breed and needs to have that. And the right socialization with his puppy play dates. And it lubricated me socially. It helped me rebuild my personality and my confidence and my social network and, and my identity. So he really rebuilt all those things through my love for him. And I started to realize that caring for somebody else made me really, really happy. And it is what I was missing. And it gave me this pride and this confidence. And it helped me just kind of realize that that's really who I was I was the person who wants to help people and help others and, and then make them happy. I love it. I think that we're born with these love generators of sorts. And at a certain point, because we have this constant crisis of contradictions, the power goes out and we really need a recharge. There's different ways to get this recharge. People have different methods and a lot of them work differently. Yeah. And for a lot of us, our animal companions are the ones that give us this recharge. They're almost like these portable love generators mm. that refill this need we have and help us deal with this crisis of contradiction that we all have consistently. They provide this amazing portal. And I know for my own self, I've been through a, um, a couple of things in my life. For example, I lost my husband about four years ago and right. it was my dogs that... Oh were my, and I speak about this a lot on the podcast, it was my dogs that were my healing. They helped me every day. It recharged it, your, your love generator that was going, yes. that, was, that was flickering. Absolutely. Now, I want to back up a little bit. Where does the name Rosenberg come from and what kind of dog is he? So Rosenberg is a, is a half poodle and half Australian shepherd. And it's one of those things where, you know, I was living in South Williamsburg for a long time and it's a very uh, Jewish neighborhood and, and, we kind of would have wanted him to fit in in the neighborhood, and yes. the name just felt right. It's great, you know, name. and it's also you know, part of you know where I come from, also as a as a culture. Now, did you notice that you two looked alike? Like, did you see that resemblance or that kind of? Absolutely not. I had no clue. I didn't understand it. People started saying to us, "You look so much like your dog," and I said, "Firstly, like that's interesting. I mean, he's he's a dog. I, I love him. He's beautiful, but I never thought about that." And then it happened more and more and more. And at a certain point, I said, I, it's the biggest compliment. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for saying such. He's, he's adorable. I love him. He's my pride and joy. He's my son. And then it evolved into one day on a whim, somebody daring us to wear the same shirt. And we did so. And we got a crowd of people basically attracting a bigger crowd with a lot of kids and parents. And it made them so you know elated. And that in turn made us elated. And we realized that uh, it was a really great way for us to spread love and spread kind of what I've learned through my relationship with Rosenberg. Yeah. We realized that the way to connect and make this in a, in a larger way to make more people happy was to do this on social media, um, yes. which is something that I, I had no idea and understanding of. So uh -huh. we said, okay, well, Instagram, we heard was the medium for photography and you know visual language in that regard. So we went and sought out, like, does anybody work with animals and, and clothes? And we found Chantal Adair, who went by the handle The Dog Styler on Instagram, uh, reached out to her, contacted her. And that's when we started this account together. 
Then we had this following, which we were so blessed to have and lucky to have. And we kind of, you know, understood that there's a responsibility to do things with this that we kind of grew into. And that was, you know, spreading messages of positivity, of inclusion, of obviously the, you know, benefits of animal companionship, how I was helped and how we want to help other people realize that. In addition to just kind of, you know, taking the other lessons that he's taught me that we have to live in the moment. We have to kind of be silly. We have to kind of sometimes do things that are nonsensical, not take ourselves so seriously, be as happy as we can and be as loving and accepting as we can and embrace life just as they do in every which way we can. And, you know, I think what we try to do and aspire to do with our social media presence is to bring people together. How do you feel the relationship of the dog-human bond can have an impact of unity in bringing us together? What's our biggest common bond with so many people in the world? It's our love of animal companions. Yeah. So many people that are exact opposites of opinions, beliefs on the biggest important things that have divided our country, they all love their animals. It's the yes. best connector that we can possibly have and I really feel like it's not being utilized in the way that it could. One of the things that I love about living in New York City is the incredible diversity that is here that I don't experience everywhere that I go. And so when I'm on the street with my dogs or when I'm on the street and seeing other people with their pets, it opens up this doorway, this gateway for me to talk to them or to connect with them in a way that I might not have done otherwise. But when I have my dog or they have a dog or we both have our dogs and we're crossing each other's path, we have this initial and this immediate sense of bond that connects us in a way that only our animals can bring into this world. And if you could love something that's not your same species, you obviously are embracing something that's different than you are. And then if you are the person that your dog thinks you are, you're going to aspire to the best parts of yourself, the most rich parts of your own humanity, of, of empathy, of living in the, in the present moment, as you mentioned before, of accepting people for their differences as they accept us and we accept them. It's something that can really be used in a much bigger way to, to unite humanity and to unite the country. The imagery that you all create is so engaging, so charming, and really powerful in, in a very playful way. And when you met Chantal and you, you started to work together and you, you guys basically you became good friends and then you fell in love. We were working together and um, it was very one-sided for a very long time where I had this crush on her and uh -huh. she didn't know about it. And I was way too oh. shy to mention it and, and awkward about it. And I, you know, didn't think that she would, you know, be interested in me. And, uh -huh. you know, we did a lot of work together and, and, you know, our work together started to get a lot more attention and we started to do all these different activities together and we had traveled and we did some shoots that were, you know, bigger and we spent a lot of time together and eventually we became romantic and it was like a dream of mine and it, and it happened. I'm so lucky still to this day that she kind of accepts me and, and tol tolerates me. Became a, a couple and then um, as time continued, we, we got married. Yeah. And then we had a larger human and animal family from where we are yeah. today. Oh, I love it. We also have another puppy. Uh, her name is Heaven and Heaven's five and a half months old. She, she's a bit camera shy, but she's outgoing. She just doesn't sit still. And uh, a toddler who's Topper Tinsley, who's, who's three. And we have a, an infant, Tippy, who's uh, about nine months old. And How are they with the dogs? What does that relationship look like? Rosenberg was around for 
you know, right after the birth of Topper. And the first thing that, you know, he saw amongst his parents was a dog. And, you know, the same is for Tippy. But to see them right away uh, meet these animal companions and they're so gentle together, you know, mm-hmm. Rosenberg and, and, and heaven on earth is our, our puppy and, and the babies, they couldn't get along any better. It's so beautiful to see them play in this similar kind of mindset where they still have their non-self-consciousness. Yes. You could not think about how they come across and the yeah. chemistry that they have, the gentleness that heaven and Rosenberg have to the kids, the intuitiveness to know that they're younger and need to be handled with such care. It's to me so heartwarming and beautiful. It, it renews my faith in humanity a million times over every time it happens. To me, it's, it's proof that we're just connected in this metaphysical way, you know, call it biology, sure, but it's way bigger than that. And, and watching it up close with, our, with my infants and my, now my toddler is, is proof. I love it. So you're working on a new project. Can you talk about that? I've been, you know, for the past few months, I've, I've been writing a, a very long form project that kind of is more, more of an origin story, I would say, about how I grew up. And I think that a lot of the problems that I've, that I've had and I've suffered through and I've had some help with some angels, some animal angels. Um, and Rosenberg has helped me so much. And I, it's really interesting writing and going back through, you know, these years in such detail, just trying to also use it as a rally cry and, and a connector for all of us that are animal people to let's all come together in celebration of, of our love for them. And that's, that's what I want to accomplish through this longer form writing. And I, I hope I can do that, John. So Topher, uh, finally, where can we find you on, on social media? Instagram is at Topher Brophy, T-O-P-H-E-R-B-R-O-P-H-Y. And it's the same on, on Facebook. And yes. we also have a, a Twitter account, the same. And we also have a TikTok account. That's the same. And, and our email is also toferbrophy at gmail.com. Now, and Rosenberg has his own Instagram account as well, right? At Rosenberg the dog. <laughs> I just really, really, really appreciate the work that you're doing. And I'm, I'm honored, again, that you had us on. Thank you, Topher. I'm so thrilled to meet you. I so love speaking with Topher and learning about his story. And really, it's a story about transformation. And this idea that he was walking through life kind of like a zombie, that he felt stuck. And then when a dog or a pet comes into our life, things change. And I love the fact that with Topher, he suddenly began to understand the power of taking care of somebody else. And it brought him out of himself. And it brought him so many gifts. Through having Rosenberg in his life, he met his wife. They have a family now. And now Topher is taking this whole message and everything that he's learned, this life mission is starting to expand it out. And he's sharing this message with the world, which I find so inspiring. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It is made with the support of executive producer Scott Benaglio and our producer and editor Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor Daniel Lampert for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Dog Save the People. 
Facebook at Dog Save the People Podcast, and Twitter at Dog Save the PPL. We have a new gift shop on the DogSaveThePeople.com website with our first line of show merchandise that includes super soft t-shirts. We are also happy to say that the shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, have also been added to the DogSaveThePeople.com gift shop. Profits from these t-shirts will be going to support independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, you can reach out to us on our website or on social media or email us at dogsavethepeople at gmail.com. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People.